Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We're now joined by Alexis Cubitt, Paul Catalina, David Smoke, Craig Smoke, Louisville. Alexis having a pretty nice run so far with what they're doing. Jeff Brom, and also now year two of recruiting in the transfer portal. Yeah, no, definitely, Smoke. It's been uh, interesting because it's, like one of the players we talked to earlier said, you know, they're kind of a portal team now where it's just you get these big groups of, of, of transfers now that obviously last year helped them out quite a bit, and, and this year it looks like it's the same thing because they picked up quite a few good pieces in the portal, um, and obviously they know what they have coming up as far as scheduling goes. Um, so, yeah, it, it seems like every day there's at least one or two that, <laughs> that announce they're coming. Alexis, their their strategy has been uh, like carpet bombing it. Like there's there's not a specific place there. It's not like they're getting Jeff Brown's old players from Purdue necessarily or that. I mean, they've gone to Tennessee like three or four times to get guys. Uh, but what is his general pitch about this team where he's gotten? And it's not just it's not just volume. I mean, you know, anybody can go get volume if you're just going to go and go. Okay, I need these positions. It's the quality guys he's getting that are that he's winning these battles uh, against other teams for? Yeah, you know, I think I think that he's selling the, the win-now kind of mentality. And after the year that they had last year, it, you know, is obviously a lot more appealing and kind of is like a, you know, see, I told you kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that they have a, a good amount of, uh, a good amount of, like, NIL incentives. Um, I know the collectives are very active. They also have where they've shown, you know, that they can – reached the ACC championship. And then also, you know, you look back at what he did at Purdue and you can kind of point to that for them to, to get the Big Ten championship two years ago now. So, I mean, yeah, he's got a pretty solid pitch and, and just the guy that he's put in the NFL and you had one of his former players come back and during an interview say that, you know, being at Purdue under Jeff Brom helped me get to this point. So there are a lot of uh, things that he can point to to tell players, you know, here's why you should come here. And obviously they're listening. Alexis, uh, were you surprised, and I know it's been a little while now, but how quickly they moved uh, to go and get Tyler Shuck uh, when there's still remnants out there in the transfer portal? What was it uh, from what you've been able to gather that was so appealing to Brahm and company about Tyler Shuck in particular at quarterback? Yeah, well, the kind of rumor mill, not rumor mill, but like the kind of talk that was out there was it was Shuck and it was DJ Uyunglele, which like, okay, he's following me at this point. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was, <laughs> you know, those are uh, two guys that kind of really fit what Ron 
mom is looking for. I mean, obviously, you guys have seen Tyler closer than, than I have in recent years, just with, you know, the, the kind of player that, that he is when he's healthy. So I think just his, his stature, uh, his physical skill set um, really fit into the Brom prototype of a quarterback. Um, and I think that, you know, this year he's had a little more time to evaluate versus last year where it was just kind of one of those things where it's, you know, let's get some guys in quick. Obviously, uh, Jack was a safe option because he had experience with uh, with Jeff and with Brian Brom, the, the quarterback's coach, and Jeff's brother. But this year they had some time to, you know, you never know who's going to go in the portal, but I'm sure you keep a list of guys and kind of keep in the back of your mind, like, okay, if this one goes in, let's go after him. And it just kind of seems like Tyler had that vibe. Obviously, he's a former teammate, high school teammate of Jawar Jordan, who was running back here at Louisville, uh, now going to the draft. So, I just think all those things really kind of uh, help to uh, to get Tyler, and they had their, you know, their eyes set on him. And also, he played against Jack. Uh, him and Jack were quarterbacks in Arizona together. So, all of those things kind of made for the perfect storm. And uh, I think he'll be a, a really good addition if he can stay healthy. What is the biggest ad for them outside of that? Is it Tyler Barron or is it Penny Boone? Oh, my gosh. So, ah, I kind of think it'll be like Thor Griffith a little bit just okay. because he's so highly regarded in terms of already being one of those, you know, top top NFL draft picks as far as the linemen. Um, he won't be here till the summer, so they won't, you know, get him in the spring. We'll have, have to acclimate a little quicker than some of the other ones. But, I mean, the D-line is going to be good. But when you, it's funny because I think really helps. Uh, the perception of a Brom offense, because when you think about Jeff Brom's offense, you think passing, but for Jawar to have the game, and I think that kind of helps to sell and get someone like Penny, because of just how dominant he was, you know, one of the statistical leaders uh, in, in the country last year, so, no, Penny's going to be huge, and I think he'll help them to have an even more of a balanced offense uh, than it was last year. Alexis Cubitt, uh, again, Courier Journal Sports, if Louisville somehow is shrapnel, if the ACC eventually does blow up and they end up in the Big 12, will you promise to come cover a game in Waco? <laughs> I will absolutely have to cover a game in Waco, and I will be at Georgia's and every other place that I possibly can. <laughs> so where is Louisville? I think I asked you this maybe six or eight months ago when when all hell was breaking loose with conference realignment, whatever. And, of course, the ACC ended up adding Cal Stanford and SMU. Where is the Louisville, not administration, Jeff Brown, but the fan base when it comes to the ACC and where it is right now? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because I don't really know that – I don't know, it's kind of hard to gauge right now just because – when you think about just the ACC, like I don't really know that Louisville has much of much options outside of it, and it's like it, it's just a weird situation where Louisville is not really that signature school right now in terms of you know um, they could just kind of write their check and go anywhere. But mm-hmm. as far as the fan base is concerned, uh, I don't know. I don't know that anybody's really. I mean, I think, of course, they're thinking about it a little bit, but I think just with everything going on right now, it's just so much uncertainty that nobody really actually knows <laughs> yep. what actually is happening. Um, so it's just, I think right now they're just so caught up in the excitement of Brom, and, you know, I'm sure at this point they've built up enough confidence just like they can win wherever they go. But, yeah, Louisville's kind of that weird school where it's not where they're, you know, big enough to, to pull a Florida State, but they're not, you know, small enough to, to disappear. So... 
So would you say that most, like, and I think this is probably true for a lot of ACC fans, are probably mad at FSU? Yeah, I think everybody's kind of wondering, like, where that's coming from. I mean, I think it should be obvious where it's coming from. But I don't really know, like, where Louisville would kind of fall in that. Um, I don't know right now if Louisville wants to play FSU, so I don't think they'd be too upset if they decided to, to go to a different conference. But it definitely sets a precedent that if you have enough money, you can – kind of do whatever you want a little bit that's america baby yeah, yeah i mean that's, that's, that's right. america in a nutshell right uh alexis i did want to get back and have one more question about the recruiting class um it, uh, i guess the, tr- the transfer class i should say uh, was secondary like the biggest priority uh just based off the numbers i mean safety in particular and then there's a couple corners at it as well but it just seems like that was obviously an area of focus or has been an area of focus i guess with all of these portal additions, a bevy of safeties in, in a, a couple corners as well. Yeah, no, I, I had thought about that right after, uh, right after Paul had asked me that. But no, like when you look at what happened in the USC game, like it was very obvious that they needed some help, you know. Um, so I think that there was definitely a concerted effort to, uh, to pull in some guys. I mean, you got essentially two starters from Tennessee that mm-hmm. are now coming, both safeties. When you lost, you know, Cam Kelly. Uh, and then, obviously, Josh Minkins, who was a former starter uh, there at safety. And then, you know, you lose Jarvis Brownlee, but you get that Quincy Riley. So, no, I think that was a huge thing. And, honestly, the two years that I've covered Louisville, their secondary hasn't – they've had some talented guys. So obviously, Quincy and Jarvis were good. But they do give up a lot of yards to more talented receivers. Um, so, I think now with, with just the kind of mentality that Braun has and what he, you know, wants to do um, – they needed those guys, and I think they they just got a a solid group of, of DBs that can really help because they were a little thin. Like Quincy played, you know, all but maybe I think thirty snaps last season in in games in fourteen games, however many it was. So no, they they definitely needed that. They got those guys, um, and that'll be really really important here, uh, especially with the schedule that they have. With him and his success, and Jeff Brom going to be a guy that uh, he'll be successful there and even more so wherever he was to eventually go throughout his entire career. I love his demeanor, great player. Um, was the, the transition about as good or seamless as they could have expected? Oh, yeah, especially when, <laughs> especially when you look at what happened with basketball or what is happening with men's basketball and, and bringing in former players. Um, I think some people maybe were a little hesitant or worried about, okay, well, how is another former player going to do? But, I mean, he really came into the perfect situation. Um, say what you want about Satterfield, but, you know, they made strides, and they had a really, really good defense that last year that he was here, which, which set Brahma. Um, and just being able to keep retain a lot of those guys from that 22 team last year, in addition to adding portal guys, um, was really, really important in terms of, uh, you know, what he was trying to do. But no, it was definitely, you know, the perfect situation. He talked about how, you know, this is the time to come back home. And yeah, apparently it was. So um, I I think it did raise the standard, though. And now people's expectations are higher in terms of um, what they expect from this team. And and this schedule is going to be, you know, a lot tougher with having to go to Notre Dame and having to go to Clemson. Um, But I think it's still a winnable schedule. um, And I definitely foresee him kind of having that same mentality going into this year and I mean hey they beat Notre Dame at home last year so 
why not go try to do it on the road? Alexis, you mentioned Kenny Payne and the basketball team, which is dead last in the ACC right now, and that is not a place that Louisville fans like to be. Um, do you feel right. like you're going to be covering a basketball coach search in the offseason? You know, that is the beauty of my job, Paul, is that I cover a women's basketball team that is ranked 16th in the nation right now. (laughs) So I I don't have those problems. Um, But more than likely, yes, our our sports staff, uh, my coworker uh, and uh, the columnist will more than likely be covering a a coaching search, which is unfortunate because I don't think Lil has gone, was it, let's see, last year, Brom, correct? So, yeah, it's been a little bit since they haven't had a coaching uh, search, but I guess it gives Josh Hurd some some good reps in, <laughs> in interviewing coaches. Um, but, yeah, it, it probably is going to be the end of the road there. Yeah, that's that's just a place. That's a blue blood in basketball uh, with the, their history, Denny Crum and all that. Um, yep. I saw where John Calipari even gave him a little bit of a, a support. Like you would see an AD give a, play, a, a coach, a manager – um, his support, and usually that's not a bad, that's not a good thing. But Calipari yeah. trying to go to bat for Kenny Payne, it was good to see that. Of course, Kentucky is really, really good. Uh, Alexis, always yeah. great to hear from you. Appreciate everything. Uh, your memories of helping us when we were doing what we did back when you were in college, and so proud of what you've done throughout your career and now covering Louisville. We appreciate it. Well, thank you, guys. You guys gave me my start, so I'll also see you guys and love you. And anytime you need me, you know I'm, I'm jumping on for you. Absolutely, we will. Alexis Cubit with, uh, again, the Courier Journal and, and Courier Journal in uh, covering Louisville. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.